welcome to the Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat pod. On today's pod, we look back on a disappointing 3-1 defeat to West Ham at the London Stadium. As always, a weekly review of who's up and who's down in the temperature checks. We're going to preview our Friday night showdown with Luton at the bridge. And still employed this week is our ESCR Quizmaster Brady, who's got another Chelsea quiz for us. I'm Chris, and as always, I'm joined... While well, Brady interrupted the intro, <laughs> why has he done that? I don't know. I just thought I commented. Hang on, he couldn't Do hack it, could he? He was insulted about the quiz. Being the quiz master, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's on it. He just couldn't hack it. Well, one day we'll release the uh, unedited tapes of the quiz last week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my brother Craig and a good friend Brady. Guys, how are we feeling? Well, it's been a few days since the uh, the game on Sunday, so not quite as bad as what I was feeling like at 6.30 on Sunday evening, but yeah, not quite fully over it yet either. Well, it's been a bad week for me. We got slapped 3-1 by West Ham. Um, couldn't have a shot versus 10 men and a power was down. I've been on the, you know, the quiz doll down, down the job centre, uh, just about clinging on to my job as quiz master. So, uh, yeah, it's tough times. So, uh, other than that, I'm all right. But, yeah, as, as Craig said, as the days go on, it gets a bit better. But, yeah, it stung. Bit of a one-two punch. So, yeah. Yeah, it, uh, we'll start with the, uh, the game at West Ham. So, obviously, 3-1 was the final score. West Ham created 1.8 xG versus Chelsea, who had 2.5. Both both teams had penalties within that xG, which accounts for about 0.78, 0. 0.79. So um, overall, not not too bad. Um, Chelsea lined up with basically the same formation and team selection as they did against Liverpool, with the uh, the only change being Malo Gusto coming in for the injured Rhys James. Um, 75% possession for the Blues, um, just 25 for the Hammers, and 86% pass accuracy for Chelsea. Um, we had three shots on target um, out of 16, and uh, West Ham had five on target of their 11. And Sanchez did make some saves this week. Three out of five, he did make some saves, so that's good. Um, yeah, it, it, was a, it was an interesting game. It, it felt familiar. Um, we haven't won in such a long time. I think we've only won once in the Premier League since March. What was the vibe of the game on against West Ham? Well, I think in isolation, if this game had occurred, you know, after we'd won seven games in a row or something, or you know, had been playing well for, for a long stretch of time, people wouldn't be so fussed about this game. It's obviously a game that we played pretty well for in general. Overall, you look at the lot of the underlying stats in the game, complete domination from us for for large portions, create a lot of opportunities. Um, and yeah, West Ham didn't really create much at all, very very low XG chances, especially after the first 15 minutes. I mean, they, they didn't really create anything at all until the penalty. Um, I mean, you can talk about Antonio's goal, but that was really, a, you know, a shot from the edge of the area. 
shouldn't really be going in. I mean, it, it's a it's been a, a brutal few days on Chelsea Twitter, and I just feel like at the moment everything's going against us, and it, it's going to change soon, and, and hopefully it'll change Friday night against Luton. One thing I forgot to mention as well is obviously West Ham went down to ten men in the sixty seventh minute when uh, Nayef Aguad, you good? He was sent off um, for West Ham. So, Brady, what did you think? Well, I'm going to leave it to Raheem Sterling to think, talk about the game. He was talking to Sky Sports after the game. Dominating the game at a ground like West Ham, you've got to take your chances. This was a Premier League and it will come back to haunt you. Technically, we lost the game in the second half. Obviously, there's a lot of talk about Caicedo's first 30 minutes for the club and he gave away a penalty and um, to Paqueta, who was a bit of a villain of the day. But we lost the game in the first half. We should have been should have been 3-4-1 up, really. Um, isn't just missing chances. It's uh, crosses are going to the first man of, the, of their defenders. Through balls are going, for, are going straight to the... Basically, it's not clinical enough in attack. And, you know, if you, if you, it's a bit like a boxing match. If, you, if, you're, if you're a superior opponent, you don't knock your opponent out, then, and you keep him in there, especially in like heavyweight boxing, you, there's a, at the highest level in the Premier League, there's a chance he might get knocked out or beat. And that's what happened. We just keep... It's a lot like last year. We're nice. We keep teams in the game. 2.5 XG and we scored one. It's very, very similar story in that sense. And um, lots of good performances we'll talk about in attempts. Lots, you know, lots of stats. There's like even the stats that we won a lot of duels. Like in terms of the duels, we won a lot more duels than West Ham and aerial duels, which is great versus a physical team versus West Ham. Just chance, con- it's not even just chance conversion. It's sort of um, kind of attack cross conversion. We're just not creating, we're just not scoring from the opportunities that we create. And that's just going to be a big problem going forward unless we sort it. So um, there's, you know, there's caveats. Injuries are a part of that, the Nkunku injury, etc. But um, yeah, we just do not take our chances. And I think that's really what is holding this team back at the moment. It has done for a while. Yeah, I think for me, there was some fairly similar vibes actually to the Liverpool game. You know, bad start, gave the goal away. I mean, the goal we gave away at the beginning was pretty pathetic. I think people aren't talking about that goal enough, really. I mean, the corner we gave away was so cheap. And then it's a very straightforward set piece. Uh, Gallagher's not picking up his man. Chukwamenka's at the back post. He's jumping into thin air. Very, very bad. People seem to be overlooking how poor that was. Really bad start again, like we did against Liverpool. And then we turned up a bit. Looked really good. Loads of... Sort of half opportunities, took the goal, obviously we missed the penalty. And then second half, a bit like the Liverpool game, nothing really happened. And then the subs came on and we didn't really look any better. And it all just seemed to sort of get a bit messy at the end. And then they scored at the very end. I mean, again, very similar to the Liverpool game where that was very tense at the end. So it seems to be quite a familiar theme. For the first two games, obviously, I'm expecting it to be a little bit different, you would imagine, against Luton. But, yeah, when you saw the team that was going to be played for the game, you kind of anticipated we were going to struggle to score goals, I think, just with the people he chose and the positions, which I'm sure we'll come on to. What did you guys think of the the lineup and the formation and how we approached the game? There's a lot of talk about, um, you know, we're playing a three at the back. It's, it's basically what's happening is Colwell is playing left back, playing a, pl- a flat back four, essentially. Maybe Gusto pushing up a touch. And Chilwell's playing left winger. Um, 
And that's, you know, that can be good. Ben Chill was very good in the advanced position, but he's a left wing back, not a left winger. It's just they're kind of shoehorning this sort of like three central defenders in. And I think he's exposing Levi Colwell a little bit. He's, he's having to cut, they said on the Straight Out of Cobham podcast I listened to today, he's having to cover a lot of space. He's getting a bit exposed. That happened in the, 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 the West Ham second goal. Some players, I think the, 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 in the pivot, the two, the, the, in the middle of the pitch in the midfield where in the pivot, that's something that's like excelling. You say Gallagher and Fernandes, although Fernandes missed a penalty, they were really good. Again, the middle of the park looks pretty good, but the back and sort of how we play through the wings is, is, is kind of it's in transition and you can tell the team are not quite sure. And obviously there's this big thing on Twitter and uh, generally in Chelsea fan debate that Poch has switched systems. You know, Chilwell was not playing this position um, in pre-season and that clearly got a lot, lot to do with they've had a rethink after the Nkunku injury. I think they might have to have an unrethink. Do you think that's quite interesting though? Because like, if you think about like all the stuff in pre-season and like, all the transfers and all the talk, it was all about how weak and poor our midfield was looking. Um, and the people who were playing in midfield now were people we already had before. And it's actually an area of the pitch I think we're probably quite strong at the moment. Um, obviously, Chukwemenk is injured. But the other areas of the pitch are the areas we're struggling in where I thought we we had better cover, and especially in defence. I mean, we've conceded four goals now in two games. Do you think that's an area that you've... Obviously, Caicedo and Lavia are coming in as well. Do you think that's going to cause a disruption? Or do you think that's going to benefit us? I, I don't think the balance is quite right in midfield at the moment. Obviously, I think we all agree that Gallagher, you know, not quite the position is is not quite correct for him uh, at the moment. Enzo seems to be sort of finding a role, but it's not there yet. I mean, you've got to remember these it's a very it's a new manager. This is only the second Premier League game. We haven't got Caicedo playing for us. Lavia hasn't played a minute for us yet. You know, midfield's still a work in progress and attack is just exactly the same. If you'd asked me, you know, who our best players were against West Ham, I'd probably say Jackson and Sterling. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think you can be too critical of the actual attack. Um, it's just a, a weird situation where I think they're playing well, but maybe not exactly. Uh, the output isn't exactly there at the moment. The final details, the, the exact details. Um, and just sorry, just to follow on from that point. Um, because I, I know there's been a lot of comparisons. I know, Brady, you alluded to it as well, um, saying similarities to last season. I just I feel like people like to draw those sort of parallels, but I, I don't see the similarity, similarities at all. In all fact, right. 2.5 XG in that game um, against West Ham away, I mean, that's absolutely fantastic. Last year, we were getting 0.6, 0.8 XG in games. In fact, what was in, in the Premier League last season, what games did we get more than 2.5 XG in? The answer is actually none. So I just want to put into perspective for you, yes, that our actual our, our chance creation and attacking in, in, is, is so much better already than last season. I mean, this is only game two. We played against the team, West Ham, who defended really well they're at home you know i i just i feel like the criticism is so far overboard for for what's going on in these first two games it's, it's ridiculous and i understand the thirst for wins believe me we, we've we've got a lot of games without winning in the premier league and it's depressing of course but i just don't see how you can look at these first two games under posh and not 
be just incredibly excited about where we're going and the direction we're going. And also, not to mention, we're missing our two best players, Reese Jameson and Kunku. We're not playing on on well, Sunday either. I thought of the point. I mean, I'm just incredibly worried about chance conversion and uh, injuries. Or if it, but I think creating because... 2.5 xG in a game is incre- is really really hard in the Premier League. Really, really well, hard. I'm not, I'm not talking about creating chances. I'm p- talking about putting them away. So, but but if we talk about a uh, a quote that Poch said in the presser afterwards, he was asked, you know, does it does it annoy you that you played well twice and got one point? He said it's much better um, to play well and lose than to you know play badly and win because if you play badly and win, eventually it's going to come and come and exactly. bite you. He was very confident in the, and he was like. He was asked about, you know, is there any hangover from last season? He was asked by Simon Johnson, the Athletics, and the, the Classics, the, the, the Confederate, etc. You know, um, they're piling on him a bit about last season, only psychological problems. And he's just laughing in their face a bit. So clearly he doesn't believe that it's going to be an issue. But you have to say so far that in terms of, like, putting the ball in the back of the net, we are struggling. Everything up to the, up to the end is really good. Um, but at the at the moment, we've got, you know, the, and, you know, the one player that scored a goal, a fantastic moment for Carney, uh, Chukawinka, a fantastic moment, his first senior goal. And he gets injured 20 minutes later for like two months. I mean, it's just, it's the way it's going at the moment. We're losing a player at the game at the moment. We feel like a player's getting injured every game. So that's a worry. Uh, we can't cover for that. So we've got, we, we need better luck with injuries and we need better luck in front of goals. But, um, but yeah, there were a lot of good signs. And, yeah. and uh, I'm just going to, and just, just to back up your point, Craig, there was a comparison of Football Daily today between Poch and Potter. I won't give you all the stats, but we've already got 1.9 xG on average. This is only obviously over a small sample of two games. What Potter last year 1.3, Poch has got nearly two touches in the opponent's box is massive. Under Potter it was 27, and then under under uh, under Potter it was 20, 27. Under Poch it was 45. Successful passes is a huge one. Over 150 more passes under Poch. Yeah, I mean, passes end in the final third, way up, etc., etc. Yeah, I mean, the, the eye test is uh, obviously it's nice to have the data to back it up, and you'll always see that. But just the eye test. I mean, I remember yeah. going back to January last year. We beat Palace at home one nil. We're at the pub. I was at the pub with Chris and my dad after the game, and I was uh, and I was moaning about how we're playing, and I was so worried about what what we're looking like. I remember Chris saying, "Oh, just enjoy the wins." I'm saying, "Well." You know, the point is, we, you've got to play well. If you're not playing well, fine, you can enjoy the odd win, but it'll catch up with you in the end. And boy, did it last year. But I'm watching us play on the posh so far after two games. Yeah, we've got one point. But I'm not thinking we're looking awful or we've got a lot to do. I'm thinking we're close. We're close to being a, a good outfit here. I think for me, I I'd, like, I'd like to see people playing in their positions that we've bought them for and where they've excelled previously and for other teams. So who um, who are you referring to there that's playing? So I think for me, Levi Colwell is not a very good left back. I think anyone can see that. The fact I, that I, Levi I the fact I, that I, Levi Colwell on against West Ham had the joint most shots for our team would probably tell you something isn't quite right. But I, I think a lot of people would say that shooting. about Ben White when when Arteta started using him as a right back for Arsenal as well, and they they I, weren't doing very well yeah, to start with. Playing, and they're just saying. They're not, Sorry, they're not playing uh, Zinchenko at left wing. They're playing Martinelli. So we are... Yeah, we Zinchenko are... inverts. But when White plays as a three, that's how they build up. In the exact same way, when we're building up and playing as an attacking unit, Colwell's playing Ch- left centre-back with Silva yeah. to the right and Dezassi. And that's the three. He's not Chilwell, actually playing as a left-back in attack. No, but Chilwell is playing left wing 
and Colwell left is playing left back. back. Yeah. No, he's playing left wing. Yeah, he's left playing left back. of the attacking unit when we attack. Yes, that's correct. Who? Chilwell. Chilwell. Yeah, he's playing left wing. Very bizarre. And what I'm noticing about Posh, as I mentioned last week, very reactive. It's very in his shell. I'd like to see him come out and play a bit more aggressive. And what happens is all these teams score against us. And then suddenly he's got to go and go, actually, this isn't working for me. His subs in the game were very confusing. I mean, let's talk about that. It, it was working last week and and then the subs ruined it in the same way that it was working in the first half there and then Chukwabenka got injured and Mudrik came on and it wasn't working then but after why that. Is, why is Mudrik coming on? So this again, this comes back to the so formation. I thought we played really well in the first half in, in both of these games that you're referring to and then it got worse when the, the backup players came on. I don't understand. How can the subs be confusing? The, so sorry, where was Chukwabenka playing in the first half for you? He was ten. playing like left 10, basically. Left 10, right. Okay. So Mudrick came on and again played in two different positions. I then found it strange that Ben Chilwell, who was playing left wing, then went off and Caicedo oh. came on. So that, that's, obvious, so that's he, obvious why that works. Yeah, he tucks in with yeah. absolutely and no match Mudrick- fitness. And Mudrick can go play out wide Mujic left. Mudrick goes to the left, right? Yeah. That's fine. So that makes loads more sense to me from from where we were. But that's two subs Obviously, injuries completely threw that off. The idea was not to bring Mudrick on. Obviously, he, in, that, in that situation, he's having to play inside. He's just not very good there at the moment. So the, then the, he has to find a solution. And, and yeah, bringing Chilwell off is one of the options that he had. I think it would have been nice, probably at that point, instead of moving Chilwell off, is to look at someone like Markson and maybe look to bring him on. I think he can still do a defensive job as well as offer an offensive play. For, for who, Chelsea. sorry? Mar- Markson for, for who? For Chilwell. Do you not for think what, that would have been a better sub? And, and Kaysedo play hasn't played, sorry, Caicedo hasn't played a single minute. But he's just going to go and play in midfield. I think, and has I think had the... no, sorry, has, just let me finish. Has had no pre-season. He's going to stick him on. He has played pre-season for Brighton, yeah. If I can. Sorry? He's played... If you can let me finish, sorry. So... But you're saying things that aren't true. Like, you're saying he's got, he has had no pre-season and he did. Give me a minute. So he's brought on Moises Caicedo for Ben Chilwell, yeah? Even though Caicedo finally played one half game on pre-season. Remember, at this point, we're 2-1 down in the game. So we're looking to win the game at this point. Now, Mudrick's playing as a 10, maybe on the left side. He's then brought on Caicedo for Chilwell. So Mudrick's going left and Caicedo's in the middle. Surely a more obvious substitution at that point is to bring on someone who has played in preseason. He's probably a little bit fit, fitter. He's got more of a goal threat because he's actually a top goal scorer in preseason and he got some assists. Surely Martson would have been a better solution at that point than Caicedo if we're chasing the game. And we're trying to score a goal. Sure, I, d- I don't agree with that, but yeah, you're entitled to that, that opinion for sure. I, th- I think the most significant stuff in the game was he brought Mason Burstow on, and I think I that mean, was a yeah. bit. I think that yeah, was a yeah. bit of a. I think that was a bit of a. Um, it was tactical because he had to get a striker on. I think that was a bit of a point to the board. Like, look what's going on here. Like, you know, we're chasing the game, and I'm bringing Burstow on. Um, and I think I know Brogy's back in training this week. 
But I mean, I think we need to clearly invest in the market. We'll talk about it a bit later. But I think that was a little bit of a sort of kind of a Antonio Conte, Jose Mourinho sort of sign to the board. Like, you know, give me some help because we're 2-1 down and I'm bringing a 19-year-old kid on. He probably won't. I think he, be on. I think he was just bringing him on because we were just hammering so many crosses in. Yeah, um, I, I think I think there's I mean, also he, spoke, he he moved obviously yeah. Madueke come on for Gallagher. I don't know where he and he then went to the right, and then Gusto was there with Madueke and Sterling, and then Gusto went off and Bursto went on, so he went into the middle. It's quite common though that this happens when a team goes down to ten men. You just throw a lot of people on it. it actually, playing against ten men can be tougher because they they're basically playing a flat back six or whatever. And like but we it, didn't. One one of the things have, to say is. This is against 10 men as well. He didn't change how we played in the game in the second half, even though he made the subs. And we seemed to continuously cross the ball in from wide areas to probably one of the tallest teams we've played against in terms of centre. Well, we weren't doing that at the start. We, we just started doing that for the last 15 minutes. Yeah, well, I, yeah it was bizarre. So yeah, The second half was a bit of a mess, and I think... It wasn't bizarre. It's just a change of tactics. Well, I mean, I t- I it, didn't, it didn't work. I can, give you, but... I can give you some stats just to let you know. So the the red cards came in the 67th minute of... Did it come in the 67th? 67th minute of the game. Chelsea had three shots from that moment to the end of the match. West Ham also had three shots. For me, that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, we, it's, we, it's just... Oh, it's. Yeah, obviously, there's no disputing that the attacking at the end of the game didn't work. But yeah, I think you can see the thinking there, bringing Burst on, whipping more crosses in, trying to get a bounce, the excess men. Also, we we did well with the back post crosses there. We tried to get overloads. Um, one went to Mudrick and completely mishit it. Um, the other one went to Chilwell, I think, mishit it as well. Or you think he put it back across goal and it just easily got intercepted by the goalie. I think they tried to cross back post crosses, tried to overload, get something, flip back in or or get an opportunity to score from that. But yeah, it, it didn't work, and a lot of the crosses actually missed, uh, hit the first man, which is obviously frustrating to watch as well. Just, 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 just to point on crossing, they keep putting it into Nick Jackson's head. Nick Jackson cannot hit the ball. I mean, every tactical... I mean, there's one in the first half where Chilwell whipped it in, and it was head high, and he just bounced it over. It was a bit over his head, but he clearly his heading is not his strength. And they were yeah. whipping it in at head high a lot. They need to sort out those tactics, because, you know... He, we're fighting against Luton this week, very likely against a low block that will break. Very similar tactics to West Ham. We've got to work out how to break a team down because that West Ham, you know, they pushed up a little bit first half. In the second half, they played an elite, a, a deep low block, and we couldn't break it down. That's that's what that's what Potter's basically got to work out. Yeah, how do we break low blocks? And, and, and we, definitely like the missing the profile of player, like having a, a more creativity at ten. Um, yeah. And losing that with Chukwameka, even though you know, he's not shown to be incredibly creative player, like bring uh, Mudrik on. You know, he's not really a player that I would say would be good against low blocks at all. He's more someone to you know to look to play in transition and counter. That's where he's really really dangerous. So, yeah, it's an unfortunate change that was forced on us. And yeah, we did look much much worse uh, after that for sure. Well, let's talk about players. Let's go to temps. Yeah, yeah. Talk temps. Time to see whose form's on top, who's heating up, whose temperature's dropped, who's been playing well and who's not, it's freezing, warming up, boiling hot. Okay, uh, Brady, you've, you're, you're buzzing, you're going first. Well, it's quite, it's quite funny, Craig said earlier that you can't be too, too harsh on the attack. 
it's in the freezer for me this week. It's the Chelsea attack. I mean, they you know there's a lot of talk this week about we look lively, nice run-ins behind. We're a good good attacking positions. I just want to get. I'm just talking about pure actually scoring a goal, putting the ball in the net. So far, we've had 3.7 xG. And we've scored two goals. Obviously, we missed a penalty. But I just want to give you some stats from last season and compare them to this season. So, in terms of chance conversion, we had 600 chances last year, and we converted 6.4% of them. Do you know where that for last season? Do you know where we were in the table for chance conversion out of 20 teams? I mean, we're in the the bottom five for sure. Maybe even bottom. We're second bottom. We were second bottom last year. So I'm not comparing it to last year, but already this season, this season we've had tw- 30 shots and our conversion is 6.5%. You know, l- last season, Arsenal had 12%, City had 11 Spurs had 11 even Brentford had 11 Newcastle at 10 We have to bump those numbers up. I agree that uh, the attack looks more lively. Raheem Sterling had a fantastic game. Uh, you know, we'll move later with him but it's, you know you don't get points for looking lively and looking good and looking better the attack has to get it's, it's worrying because we've clearly in the transfer market built our strategy around Christopher Nkunku and now he's injured and I just wonder we, like I've alluded to in the pre, pre-season pods you know we need to be a chipping team I don't think Nick Jackson's got 30 goals in him I think he's going to be a 15 goal season man where are the goals going to come from we need 60 goals to get even think about getting top five this year. And at the moment, you know, that's looking tough. So I've just got to say that, you know, it's tough to put them in the freezer, but the attack, again, not in a sense of that sound, but if we put our chances away, we wouldn't be talking about a messy second half. It would just be, it would just be a win. And it's not just about missing a penalty. It's about convert, converting chances, converting crosses, etc. So, yeah, that, that's my freezing this week. It's the attack for me. Craig, your second. I mean, there there are a few options. I think for uh, for freezer, I, I don't has, think. Has, sorry, has Chukwemeka come out of your freezer yet? Yeah, he he played a lot better. I thought in the forty minutes than he did against Liverpool. Yeah. Nice. Um, but I'm going to go with Dizazi. I thought um, disaster. Disappointing second game uh, for him after an okay first game against Liverpool. Bit concerned about his passing. He looks a bit chaotic. He also made a really rash tackle and got a yellow card. Um, hate to see that. That's a, that was a Koulibaly special. Um, can't be can't, can't be getting yellow cards in the first half of games when you're going to be one on one with Antonio, and you know it just makes things so so hard for you. Um, so yeah, just you know, I want to see a, a smarter player than that. Um, and then yeah, obviously for the second goal, it's a large part to do with him. It was too weak. Um, and then the the pass, he has so many easy options to pass the ball. He, he tries a really hard pass through a defend uh, the attacker to try and find Enzo, and miss hits it, and then yeah, doesn't doesn't manage to block the shot. Does the classic that your coach not to do as a centre-back and keeps your legs wide open because blocks the goalie's view of the ball. So, yeah, just really, really disappointing to see because I think when we signed him, saw some some mixed reviews on him, but mostly was quite positive. And, yeah, as you well know, I don't really think Trev's good enough to, to be even a backup for Chelsea. So I was happy that they were moving on from him, placing him with a player that maybe had um, the potential to be 
a useful backup and maybe start for us at some point. But yeah, concerning game for him, tough task against Antonio, but yeah, he's in the freezer. I was definitely thinking earlier, actually, if probably would have been better off playing Chalaba instead of Dizazi for the last couple of games. I think, I think maybe I against think Liverpool, been, but I think being a bit harsh, you know, I think he actually did some good progressive passes in the first half. He's a bit rough and ready. I mean, John Terry even tweeted that he likes to look at this player in the first half. I think he's just different from the profile centre-backs that are quite fashionable these days. He is a bit more clumsy, a bit more sort of uh, aggressive and physical. Is yeah, that, is that what we're looking for, cl- clumsy? I think we're looking for strong and aggressive. And, and I think if his second game for the club and there's a lot of energy about the attack, like, oh, it'll come, it'll come. Where's the energy for him? He's his second... I mean, he's currently top goal, goal scorer this season. Um, I mean, where... <laughs> Where, where, where's the energy? Where's the energy for him? Where's it? That's like Matson being top goal scorer in the preseason, getting getting him in attack. What? I mean, Sorry, he's got, does he also been responsible for like giving away? Can I finish my some... point or not? Of course you can. Yeah, thank you. So basically, like as in, where's the energy for that? There's a lot of it. There's, a lot, there's so much, like um, you know, for Jackson, for Colwell. Especially, I thought, I've got to be honest, that second goal was a great tragedy all round. Silver had a shocker, Colwell had a shocker, Dezazi had a shocker. Dezazi, if you put it out of 100%, maybe he was like 40%, 50%. But Colwell got bodied. He got pushed off the ball like a little boy. And then Silver was in no man's land, didn't know where he was. And then it was a mess. And then the, I think the goalkeeper... Dusto also played him on side, by the way, as well. He, like, just really sloppily, he really sloppily played Antonio on side. You can't see from the TV angle, but from the other angle, he would have been offside, actually. Uh, Gusto. Yeah. So that, 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 I mean, Dezazi for the second goal, yeah, it was a disaster. He should have popped it into Gallagher. We break. And it, yeah, essentially, in that sense, he maybe gave him the goal. But the whole defence were poor on Sunday. The defending from a set-piece, atrocious. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to put it Defense, it sounds like one of the defensive attack, but I think singling him out is not great. On foot mob, he got a higher rating than the other two. I don't think Colwell had a good game. Colwell was playing left back maybe last one. I don't think Silver was that great. I think Antonio gave them all nightmares. So I think singling Axel out is not great, but fair enough. You've got to put someone in the freezer, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to be patient with this guy where there's endless patience for the attackers. Where's it for the new signings as well in defense? So that's, that's, my, that's my energy on it. Yeah, I just think Jackson's been looking at like very, very lively and he's looking like a promising player, showing all the signs of. I mean, no, he, he looks lively. Bit... I mean, I, I love Neil Jackson, but like the argument is, is like, all right, he looks lively for ten games. Where are the goals? I mean, I think he will probably score against Luton. I think he'll get loads of goals, but the proof's in the pudding. These attackers need to. Well, I'm not going back to attackers, but I think Desarzi showed some good points and some bad points. I mean, and considering he was thrown in last minute against Liverpool, where I don't think he was even supposed to play. I think he's done all right. I mean, he wasn't good against West Ham, but I mean, yeah. I think there's a good player there, personally. And yeah, so I, I seem to have some sort of a soft spot for right-sided centre-backs. I love I love, I love Chalabra as well. Maybe it's some soft spot I, like, in my... I haven't, uh... off. I haven't written him off, but he, yeah, he had a poor game. Okay. Maybe he's secretly left-footed. Yeah, um, he must be. Cool. In the, in the freezer for me, it's got to be my man Potch. Still, rack, still, still hanging out in the freezer. He can't get out. Two out. He gets us a win. A two, two out, two for Poch. I tell you what, Pochettino. Yeah, here's my message from, to you, buddy. Someone from a North Face. He must be freezing. Here's my, here's my message to Pochettino. Yeah, four, two, three, one. Yeah, play the left back at left back, the centre backs at centre back, the right back at right back, 
the, centre, the midfielders in the midfield and the wingers on the wing. And I'll tell you what, keep it simple. We might actually win the game. What's it all like three, four, three. Whole, hang on a minute. This whole three, four, three, four, two, three, one, you know, trying to play some sort of a magic. Keep it simple. We're coming from 12. Just play the games with the people who are good in the positions. It's, it's not that hard and then yeah, go from there. I mean, I, I do half agree, but you sound like a London taxi driver. Like, don't do, <laughs> don't do all that nonsense. Brady, warming up. Warming up is going to be Carney. Um, I was having a go at him. Well, I, was watching, actually, I was actually watching the uh, the show with Jake, the guy, the guy who makes the uh, jingles for us. So he's a Chelsea fan. I'll get him on one day. Chat, you know, rap and Chelsea and all that. But yeah, um, I thought he was playing it a bit safe, a little bit like Roth's cheek last year, kind of playing uh, safe... Uh, safe passes, etc. But he really, I mean, with the goal, he shows something that I didn't really think he had in his locker at this point. I mean, a great shimmy. He left. I mean, Suchek, I think he dislocated his knee, done him so badly. The, yeah, what a finish. I mean, it was. A, I think it was like a 0.08 um, XG chance because of the bodies in the way. And uh, yeah, just, I mean, such a crying shame he got injured. But it was a wonderful moment for him. And I mean, it just sums up, we just don't seem to have much luck when it comes to injury injuries and things like that and yeah the one time that a player actually gets going um in a position that's kind of maybe slightly out of position for them they they get injured and it's really tough so but yeah warming up for me i mean and obviously i wanted to give him warming up because obviously he won't be in the temperatures at all for the next two months because he's going to be on the treatment table but i wanted to keep giving him the temperatures couldn't give him boiling hot because he only played 45 minutes but he got a goal and uh yeah very, very impressed with him and hopefully he can hit the ground running when he comes back yeah, I agree. He had a really good game in the first half, Chukwameka. And um, yeah, it's nice to see him get a goal as well. It would have been a big boost of confidence. He's going to end up playing a lot over the next few games if he'd have been fit. So yeah, disappointing um, that he's injured. But I, I think it will probably lead Chelsea to address some sort of creative player uh, in the transfer window, which I'm all on board for anyway. So The silver lining of Carney getting injured is they have to address it. Um Problem being, we'll talk about later, there isn't actually many options in the, in the market, unfortunately, for that. But, um, yeah, it was a shame. It was a shame that he got injured. And you could tell on his face, I actually thought it was going to be worse. I mean, they've been projected as six weeks, but it looked like maybe like a six-monther. So when you looked at his face, I mean, he was almost in tears and he tried to walk and he fell back down and it was a grim sight. So, um, yeah, but all the best and hopefully he gets back on the pitch soon. Yeah, I was happy to see him score. I've always liked him, I think. I remember he's 19, and uh, he looked good in pre-season. I thought always looked like dangerous. Got a good shot on him, and nice for him to get the goal. I know he's got a lot of criticism, um, but for me, he just looks the part. And yeah, disappointing as always to watch these guys limp off. So another one for the injury room. So uh, get ready for the next one next week. Yeah. Right. Um, I'll, do, I'll do my warming up. It's uh, it's Enzo. I thought even though he missed the penalty, I thought he was really good in the game. Um, I think there's a stat with progressive passing for him where he's 23 clear of any other player right now in the uh, in the Premier League with progressive passing. Um, so incredible uh, midfield controller that he is for us right now. And if we get the right system, we haven't quite got it right now. I know we sort of built up and attacked in a 3-1-6 against West Ham. Didn't look very good um, in the second half especially. I think 
we'll see against Luton, we'll probably switch to a 3-2-5, which I think like, looks a lot better for us, and have Enzo and Caicedo in the middle, give him a bit more support um, in there, and only have five up top, which is nice. And yeah, I, I just can see him being such an integral part of our team this year, um, and he's played such a unique role for us. And yeah, just looking forward to seeing what he can do on, uh, on Friday night in, in a slightly easier game, potentially. I thought he was good Enzo, in the first half. He controlled the game, made some really fantastic passes out wide. Second half, he sort of dipped off a bit. I don't know. I think it was probably the move of pushing Gallagher further up didn't help him either. But he didn't seem to like get that much more involved. I think he looked quite leggy as well. But um, yeah, I think that he's one of our best players. So hopefully he can find... I was kind of hoping he would kind of find the right pass. Um, to you know, in, in that second half, but never really got in the right place. He also, I thought, could have maybe taken a few more shots on. Don't think we're not t- we're taking enough shots from the edge of the area. So, um, yeah, good first half. Shame about the penalty. After maybe after the penalty, he was a bit down on himself. Who knows? But I think if he had scored the penalty, it would have been. A, well, I, I don't think really he should. Be, I don't game. think he. Sh- I don't think he should be taking penalties personally. I was surprised. I was surprised when it was him. Um, and I actually do they give assume... the reason? Do they give the reason why it was him? I assume it's because. I mean, it's training, isn't it? Isn't it? I don't. Know, I don't know if you remember when Saka took the fifth penalty for England while you're letting this kid do it. It's, a lot of this is in training. They practice in training, and they sort of come up with an order themselves, and then the manager approves it. I think. So, but I, I would assume that Reese James is the penalty taker. I would assume. Um, I mean, that, that might be a wild assumption, but I'd be surprised if Enzo was number one. Um, and you know it's kind of a shame that Nick Jackson didn't throw his hat in the ring for it but the thing with Enzo is what you get I mean you're looking at your stats on football I mean what you're getting is you're getting well over 100 touches and you're getting very high pass accuracy I mean he's like 90% 90 pass accuracy and he actually created and the the part of his game that we didn't get last season is we're starting to get a lot of um, XA with him expected assists his expected assist in this game was 0.35 obviously he should have scored Expected goals was one because he missed a penalty, but he's you know we talked about it five million at FPL. I think he could maybe rack up eight ten assists this year. Um, we saw it against West Ham actually last season. We did that lovely Fabregas-esque flick to uh, Joe Felix. Um, I think he might essentially be a bit of an assist machine, or at least a sister of the assister, etc. So yeah, um, I don't think he's really suited to the ten, but in that advanced eight row, he's really good and he seems to be flourishing and. Um, the thing with Enzo as well, the famous last word, he seemed to just sort of play every game, you know, play 90 minutes and he's that engine room for us and it, him and Caicedo, if they can get things ticking, um, uh, keep clean sheets and just, yeah, just make the team more solid as well. So, yeah, I'm very happy with Enzo. Going to be Mr. Temp- I think he's going to be uh, pretty hot this year in terms of the temperatures. I think he's going to be around boiling hot and warming out quite a lot. Can't, can't see many frizz for him. I don't think I had a different warming up to... Chuki or um, Enzo, I probably would have. Put, I was going to put Carney Chukwemenka. So we'll come back round to you for boiling hot, Brady. I mean, it was one boiling hot for me in here. I mean, it was Raheem Sterling. Um, he rolled back the years. It was like rapid Raz again. I mean, that run where he just ran. He just kind of, he kind of just from a dead from a dead ball just ran like thirty yards rapid, like almost like metric pace. I mean, he was rapid, and he rolled back the years. And Pochettino actually. Said in the post-match presser that when asked about Sterling's performance, Sterling had been in and around the office. Um, you know they've been talking. I think he's clearly one of the key players. Bit of an under 
of a leader in that sense. Um, going through the stats, I mean, he had six out of seven successful dribbles. He actually won 12 out of 20 ground duels, which is really good for Raheem. Expected assist of 0.23, 78 touches. Alex Goldberg uh, posted earlier of the, of the top five leagues so far. He's in the top four for progressive carries. He's top four carries into the penalty area. He's uh, top four for progressive passes received. And he's top for passes into the penalty area in the top five leagues so far. Only two games, but fair enough. The, the only thing is, is in terms of his stats, two out of six accurate crosses. If Raheem can really turn it on in that, that final third and find players, and I know that's a lot to do with like maybe we haven't got the central striker and you know he hasn't got like an Aguero like he used to have or a Sane running in or something like he used to have a City. If we can get him you know, anywhere near to the numbers that he got for City, we'll really, really have a really valuable asset on our hands because his attitude's clearly really good and... I mean, I saw some stuff on ridiculous. I mean, there's a lot of sort of ridiculous stuff on X uh, a lot. But you know, there was the debate: should he start against Luton? I mean, he's nailed on. He's nailed on star. Um, way ahead, I mean, him and Jackson nailed on probably first names on the team sheet, really, in terms of it. He, he's in the team, and um, he look he looks apart. And for me, he's been the best attacker probably overall over the first two games. So really happy for Raheem, and just again. He could have got a kind of FPL assist winning the penalty, but yeah, deserved more in the game and was fantastic. Yeah, not just our best attacker, but our best player probably over two games yeah. overall. And yeah, just uh, it's nice to see. Obviously, he didn't have a greatest preseason, but it was obvious that he should start in these games and has been our best player. It's, it's good to see. And yeah, long may it continue. Hopefully, he can yeah end, end with some uh, goals and assists in the next few games. Yeah, I thought he was unlucky not to get an assist, uh, especially for that one for Madrid. Where he put it on a plate. I mean, there was that he one he put across, it. and like two players air shotted it, and then Chilwell yeah. rolled it in. I mean, that also, was the thing. to get an assist, obviously, he got fouled for the penalty as well. It would have been an yeah. assist. Uh, yeah. Well, was that, was that him? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was Sterling. Yeah, that was Sterling. I was thinking of the Jackson one. I think there's um, a stat. He's won the most, I think one of the players, he's won the most um, penalties in the last five, ten years in the. In the, in the, in the what, he's won the most penalties in Premier League history, actually. Yeah. Has he? Well, there you go. That's the stat. So there you go. 12, he had 12 attempted take-ons and six yeah. successful ones. He had he had no no successful ones last week of three, so really turned it on this week. He was absolutely electric. I mean, if you, again, um, if you go back to his City stats, he's, if for his City, I mean, his worst, basically in his prime, his worst G sachet was 20. If we can just try and get 20 G sachet from this season, that would be unbelievable. And usually, I mean, low, low last season, they got injured. Usually he stays fit. If we can get, you know, a lot of 3,000 minutes out of him, if we can just try and get, you know, somewhere between 200 and 150 per GA, that would be huge for us because he's a talisman. And I think I think they look up to him. I mean, the Madiwekos of the world and the Mudricks, I think he helps them out behind the scenes a lot. I mean, I know he's a bit of a divisive figure um, in the British he press. Also, and... He plays 90s as well. He plays 90 yeah, minutes yeah. and works his socks yeah, off as well when he's out there. So, yeah. yeah, he's he's going to be an important player for us this year, and he's in his prime. You know, he's twenty eight years old. He's, he's also in very, very, very used to playing versus a low block. I mean, everyone you, and any time for City, so that's also useful. So, and you know, a lot well, of things. Doing... Go on. He was doing the right things, I thought, in the first half, which was get to the byline and get it across and pull it back, and there'll be players there, and that's what we should have been doing the whole game. I don't know why we stopped, but. That that was the key. That's the key to those teams. If you look at how Man City play as well, their success, they're always getting their guys to the byline, kicking the ball back, and then their their goals look so easy. People are just running in. They have got loads of people in the box, and we definitely had people in the box as well. So 
Um, we just need to get that accuracy right because it was a lot of aimless crossing at times. Um, so if we can just get that last bit correct with like yeah. aiming and obviously the finishing is another thing. Um, but we're close in that sense. Any other boarding hots going? No, I think everyone must have had Sterling. Yeah, they? I think Sterling was really the only answer. I don't really Very think well. anyone else uh, deserved it. It's an ESCR first, Sterling all round for a boiling hot, isn't it? It's how you're right. <laughs> it's a, it's a I don't know if that's a good thing or not, to be honest. He didn't, he didn't score or assist. <laughs> yeah. Nightmare. Before yeah. we talk about Luton, let's talk about Chelsea. It wouldn't be a, uh, a week in the transfer window without us picking someone up, I guess. Um, and we have got someone. We've we found ourselves a goalkeeper. Um, obviously, Kepa's left us, um, which I'm sure everyone's absolutely heartbroken about. Um, and we have brought another goalkeeper in. Brady, do you know much about this goalie we've got in? Yeah, I mean, I'm the US MLS journalist department of the pod, so I've been doing some work. But no, his name's Giorgio Petrovic, probably butchered his first name there. He played for New England Revolution, which I think was probably an answer in one of our quizzes recently. We're going to get the, the total deal is £13.5 million, which doesn't sound like a lot, but apparently that's a lot of money in MLS terms. I think he's 23 years old. I think he's got quite a good profile. Bit of a bias quote, but Brad Friedel quote on Twitter, uh, the, you know, the, um, American goal, the American goalkeeper played a lot of uh, Premier League games. He's a tremendous shot stopper, very rarely leaves bad rebound and exceptional holding shots. He's been, the, he's been the best goalkeeper in MLS by a country mile. So, I mean, and, and given the chance, he, he could be the long-term number one at Chelsea. I mean, I think, I mean, obviously that's quite a biased opinion because you've got like, you know, uh, Friedel saying that he's an American goalkeeper. But he does seem like um, good. And I think what they've gone for is a little bit like Arsenal with the Raya and Ramsdale. They've gone for, a, they've not gone for a one and two. They've gone for two 1.5s. I think uh, Sanchez and Petrovic are going to be competing. Not really sold on Sanchez after 108 minutes, I have to say. Didn't even bother diving for the first goal. Um, and yeah, so obviously know very little about this player, but I think um, if, you, if you're spending that much money for a, a young American player, I think they're probably uh, is pretty good. I do think that next summer we probably will go in for a, a big goalkeeper because I think that that's one mistake they've made in the recruitment, maybe. But yeah, let's see what he's like. And at the moment, it'll be number two, I think. But um, pushing Sanchez uh, along the way, probably could maybe get his um, debut against Wimbledon next week. That would be nice, yeah. Um, we did actually have the sub goalkeeper on the bench, um, which we didn't have against Liverpool. So uh, Bergstrom was on the bench for the Hammers. Right, let's talk about the looting game, which is happening on Friday night. Love a little Friday night game under the lights at the bridge. Um, this will actually be Luton's second game, not their third. They uh, they got permission to skip their home game against Burnley because they're in their stadium um, done up, I assume. Maybe they have to uh, get planning permission from the houses they're building on. I wish we got um, permission to skip, skip games last year. That would have been great. Just, just, <laughs> just, just, just don't yeah, have to play. It. Don't worry about playing. Oh, great. Perfect. Just take the take the three nil default yeah, defeat. Just, yeah, just take the uh, whatever they call in cricket, the the, the aggregated score. You lose like two one. Great, we'll take that. Great. <laughs> um, so we're playing Luton. Uh, Luton have 
well, obviously that they only played one game so far. They lost to to Brighton quite convincingly. Um, before that, in the championship, before the season ended, they did have a very long 12-game unbeaten run on the road. Um, Chelsea are at home, uh, which we would love to have done normally, but last season we had the 15th best home record, if that is the best, only picking up six wins. This definitely feels like a winnable game for us against Luton, who are, I think, Bucky's favourites to be relegated from the league. What are our feelings going into Luton Town at home? What are you? Who are you looking to see? What are you looking to see? Go on, Craig. Well, looking to see. Uh, I'm looking to see more of the same, really, in terms of level of performance. We, I, I really enjoyed the the high pressing aspect of our team. I've really enjoyed how aggressive we are, um, especially like looking at the preseason. And I, I do think Luton are a team. They really struggled against Brighton to play the ball out against the high press. They got caught so many times, um, high ball recoveries from Brighton. So that's something that we can really, really take advantage of. I don't think they're a very technical side. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you look at that that Brighton game that they played and they looked in big, big trouble in this league. So, yeah, it's a real opportunity for us on Friday night. We will be so, so hungry for this game. And I really, really hope that we can uh, get some confidence with some with a really good performance. No Luton line up in a, in a 3-5-2 think that's a that's a pretty good formation to play against Chelsea in terms of you know defend deep and look to counter with the the one attack and play someone off him works pretty well for West Ham let's let's hope that, that sort of we we quell their counter attacking and, and transitional opportunities but apart from that yeah looking looking really forward to the game and like you say Friday night lights looking forward to a Friday night game at Stamford Bridge should be should be fun one I don't really usually bet on uh, sports, but I think you can probably bet that Chelsea will have over 70% possession in this game. I think it's going to be the lowest of blocks. It's going to be. In, I thought in you were going to go somewhere else. I thought you'd go somewhere else with that. I thought you were going to say no, Chelsea no, to no. win. It's just possession. No, no, no. no. God, no. Without, no, no, no. Win on XG, <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, bro, I mean it's, it's going to be the lowest of block. I think we'll win on XG. I'll put the money on that. Actually, winning the game, no chance. Um, I mean, 4xG four, four for Brighton against them. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, four, four, I'm just looking at, look, I've got the stats up now. I mean, I looked at it earlier. I mean, 4xG, 12 shots on target. Twenty. I mean, Brighton, I mean, Brighton do really generate a high XG, especially at, at home under the Zerbi. But we really should be looking to get 2xG in this game. And I'm, I'm a broken record, um, but we've got to start converting chances. There's, there's rumours, well, it's not rumours, Mudry didn't train today as of Wednesday. It's a nightmare. Because he probably was going to play, and maybe, maybe that injury means that we play the same system. I don't think Noni Meloweke can start a game fitness-wise. I'm not sure he played there. I know Chris, he talked about Martson, but I'm not sure what he's going to do. I agree that maybe we don't need to play three centre backs versus this team. Um, I don't. Well, I don't, I don't think Navi will be fit. It's, I think. I think this game is a lot about whether he's going to start Casado or not. Casado obviously looked pretty ropey in the last game, gave away a penalty. Looked like he's been hanging out in. Um, Hotels in Mayfair rather than training the last two weeks, you know, waiting for a deal. Um, we need to get him up to speed. There was a really nice video of him today, actually, with a one-on-one where he kind of scored a goal and immediately uh, tackled the player he was one-on-one with. I think it was uh, Bash Bashir Humphreys. Looks looks sharper. But again, it's it's the same thing as the goals. I think we should technically we should win this game three four nil, um, or you know, by a, a good margin. Whether they can put the ball in the back of the net is another issue, and that's going to be the issue going forward until we we invest in the market. Because at the moment, 
I mean, what do you boys think? I think he's going to put Gallagher in the 10, right, would you say? I really don't like Gallagher in a 10. Well, who else he's are we going to put there? We've got to put exactly, someone in yeah. there. <laughs> I don't think there's many other options. Well, you've got to go... I think you've got to go Enzo. No, Enzo's no good in a 10. Right? I don't like, think, it's, yeah. it's, it's, he's got to be a better option. I think he's a better option. No, than I think Gallagher. I think I think actually it's a good chance for Gallagher. I think Conor Gallagher's going to stay. Um, I think he deserves to stay. He actually got booed off by the West Ham fans on Sunday. But be careful, he might be a player soon. Um, but yeah, no, it's... I think if you look at last season, everyone was saying Gallagher's hopeless. He's no good. And do you know why? Because he's playing quite far forward. Put him back in his normal position, which is like basically central midfield, where he's up and down, and he's great because that's where he is. He's I, like don't, I don't agree with that. I think he had a fantastic game. A really good game for Rashford at home against Lampard I think he pressed really well I think he had a good game I don't agree with this like, like, Connor, like Connor can bang it I mean against West Ham he actually had a goal from out I think it was quite mixed Connor... as well last year in terms of the reviews on Gallagher I think sort of people were up and down on Connor... him in general I don't think the thing with Connor is I, I think he's one of the only players in our team who can score a goal from outside the box I don't I don't back any of our players really bang it to a corner just don't even Jackson Sterling uh, Connor, Connor can whack it and um Having that, that's what City do. City take a lot of shots, you know, from outside the box. Cancelo's not there anymore, but that's what he used to do. Even John Stones. Just need to start testing the goalkeeper more. And um, I think Connor can do that. I mean, I, and I spoke about he's, he's an absolute press monster. He will press, the, you know, he will press Luton in, into oblivion. And I think he's playing. Um, I think he, he actually probably you, would be a better. If you watch him play, I'm not saying drop him. I just don't think he should be playing as a 10. He's much Chris, better Chris. being a bit further, but a bit further back, and just and then arriving there? late. Sorry, arriving late in the box, and that's where he seems to do a lot of damage. Because even if you watch pre-season, he arrives in the box and he takes up spaces. Then he gets back. You put him as a ten, he just stays up there and he's pressing. Chris, as as I, he's think, I think you're, you're, you're talking in like you're talking hypothetical. We're talking reality. We're feeling the ground. Got no one up there. It's dusty up there. It's like Western. It's like a tumbleweed. We got no. We got no one in the ten. The one player we had just got injured, and then Kunku is out. So you've got to put Gallagher in there. There's no one else we can put in there. The only player you could put in there is maybe move Mudrick in. You can make. Don't say Matson. <laughs> like, I'm happy Matson with is... Sterling on the wing, Jackson up front, Enzo Gallagher, Caicedo behind, and then you can I think play Matson or Madueke on the wing. I think Madueke is definitely fit enough to turn up for a half of football. Um, well, maybe I don't know I have no inside yeah. info on Madueke's fitness. Well, why is he on the bench if he's not fit? We might as well get a youth player who can turn up and play. No, no. Why so he, he can, I think he can play thirty minutes, but yeah, he hasn't played any football um, at all until yeah. until the twenty well, minutes. Neither I think we just got to look at like we're not, we're not going to have a, obviously now is Wednesday. We're not going to buy a player and get him in. Um, we've got a bit of an issue, and I think that's probably just play wing backs because they just use wing backs to it. Attack and maybe uh, use width to go to go around the low block. I mean, the one thing good thing about low block is you use width and you spread you spread the pitch. And maybe that's what they have to do because I don't really agree with you. Because I think we should we maybe should be moving forward to three one pretty soon with Caicedo in there. But I don't think this is the game they're going to do it because I just don't think they have the personnel to do it personally. But now that we're I just think yeah. there's a there's a lovely balance I think with Enzo Gallagher and Caicedo. Then you have Enzo at the front end of it, Caicedo at the back, and Gallagher does all the running in between. It's I think it's that's a really well balanced midfield. But that well, we've got the goals. We've got remember we've got flying wing backs. I hope 
Chilwell and Gusto will be getting up the pitch. And we've got the wingers coming in. We've got Jackson. Uh, you know, that should be enough to score against Luton, me. Should be. No, I agree. This is like probably a 2-0 game, but we'll see. I just, like I said, um, until this team starts scoring and proving they can start scoring, I mean, this should really be the Watergate game where they you know, sort of the Watershed game, score four or five and get things going. But we'll see. We'll see. We, should, we shouldn't need to stick on, you know, six attackers to score against Luton. We have a nice balance. Remember, the wingers are going to contribute as well over the season. The wing backs, so the defense, the you know left and right backs, and I don't think it's. We, we also need to make sure that we keep possession. Gallagher will push up, and he'll get in some good positions, and he probably might score a goal. Mm. So I think it's. I think it's nice. I think it's doesn't need to be bigger than that. Craig, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm. I think yeah. There's no one else apart from Gallagher to play that that attacking role. So it's. Uh, it's one of those situations where Luton at home just stick him up there, play Enzo and Caicedo um, behind him, play Sterling and, and Jackson up there, and yeah, play that three four three and uh, or three four one two, and let's see what we can do. I, I like the structure of the team. I think it's well balanced. I think it's got good energy, and yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to really dominating Luton and, and hopefully scoring a lot of goals. But if not, just making sure we get the three points because that is actually very important come Friday given our last two results. So you start in Colwell, Silver and Dezazi again? Yeah. So the, the team that's played well, I think, in two games, I think I would just continue with that. don't think there's much need to change it in terms of um, the players we've got as well. If Let's say we had Nkunku and Mudrik and Madweke all fit and ready to start. Maybe we could consider playing like a 4-2-3-1 with Nkunku and Jackson um, or something like that. But I think with the, the players that are fit right now, I think it makes sense. Gusto as well, I'm, I'm not happy with him as a right back. I think he's too lightweight, and, and especially in a, in a four, and especially against a team like Luton, a bit more physical of a team. I think keep him at wing back, keep the three centre-backs, makes us more balanced for set pieces as well. Um, and not as easily easily susceptible as as you saw. We conceded an early goal to West Ham, which can make it really difficult in games. It gives them something to fight for. Um, so, um, yeah, just the balance of the team's really really good at the moment. I, I think people forget that with the just because we got one one point in in two games. I think the the team's looking good and and really working really well off the ball as well as on the ball. So, I think just stick with that. And yeah, we can move Gallagher up. I don't think it's his best role, but hey, you know when we've got so many injuries, what can you do? Yeah, Gus, Gusto's been a bit indifferent, hasn't he? But, um, maybe we'll see Mason Burstow. Maybe we might see uh, Brozier on the bench. He's been in training this week. It'll be nice to have him back. I think it's probably going to come a bit too early for Brozier to be on the bench. But yeah, I think uh, it's exciting to have him back because I actually think Jackson has played as a bit of a left wing forward. I mean, you could play Sterling on the sort of uh, a little bit behind them and play Jackson and Brozier as a two. I think they can sort of naturally find their width on the left wing. Um, with Jackson and, and Broyer can be the, the guy up top or they can even rotate. I know Broyer likes to hover to the left as well. So, yeah, we've got some options, I think. Um, and Posh gave a bit of a glowing review of Broyer saying, look, don't forget about him. He could be an important player for us this year. So I'm, I'm happy about that because I really rate Amanda Broyer. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I agree. I think Broyer coming in really can free up Jackson because we've got to remember Jackson is not a pure nine. Um, for Villarreal, we played a lot off the left. Um, and he's actually yeah. a bit more of a winger in his heat maps, a bit more of a Mane kind of a heat map. So um, I think he might take the pressure off Nick Jackson a bit, a little bit, because obviously he's seen as a talisman and, you know, he's played two senior games for the club. So, um, 
Yeah, fantastic talent, but he could do with a bit of help up there. And just having another potential goal scorer up there could really help. So, yeah. I think he, he kind of reminds me of Isaac a little bit for Newcastle. And he, he definitely looks a lot better, I think, off the left. Because um, he's got like that same sort of stru- like build and pace and skill on the ball. Mm. So I think he, yeah, he could be looking good out there. We'll see what uh, Poch comes up with. Score predictions for Chelsea versus Luton. Chris, you can go first for this this time. 3-0 Chelsea. <laughs> Every time, always the same. Anything less is a disgrace. <laughs> I'm going 3-0 Chelsea. The same as me. Back it, back it, back it, back it. I didn't world. change my, I didn't change my prediction based on what you said. Back, back uh, in the real world. We... <laughs> back in the real world, one 0 Chelsea. Wow, I'll take it. I, I, I will be doing back three points. If we win three I don't point. care if it's, yeah, three points. I don't care if it's three nil, whatever, nine nil. We win, game postponed. Give us just, just give us some three points. We just really, really need three points after I think, uh, not throwing away, but I think in other, you know, in other, if we played those two games again, um, West Ham and Liverpool, those level performances, we could easily get at least four points. So it's very disappointing to come out at one point. We are in the top five. I guess we're the Champions League and the top five. We're in a top five battle. Have to start getting points. You know, we, you don't get points for good performances. So gotta start winning football matches. That's it. Well, hang on a minute. <laughs> we just spend ages talking about good performances and not to be worried. Anyway, it is about winning football matches. So, um, well, lovely. We won three points all round. But we, we all thought we were going to win last week too. So, <laughs> well, you don't so fluent at home. Probably let them win. Um, I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> right. Good stuff. Let's. Um, Let's let's move on to the quiz. Questions about the blues, so you don't lose the beat. A few clues, correct answers only. It is what it is. It's time for the ESCR quiz. I've still got a job, have I? Yeah. Yeah, we've kept you in again for this week. But um, you're on thin ice, man. I had, I had one of the uh, seven years plus one put me on a week contract now. <laughs> like, like an Andy Carroll, you know, you get paid. You get paid when you do a good quiz. I haven't got any benefits or anything. I'm struggling here. But anyway, back to the quiz. Don't we have that so, same contract we have with, like, Graham Potter, where if you're in, like, the bottom yeah. half, <laughs> get yeah. rid of you for cheap. I've been read Andy Carroll. Yeah. Into, you know, I've always said zero hour, zero, zero hour contract. So yeah, right. I've got a new format for the quiz. I've got to mix things up now because I'm heat. I can't. I've got to mix things up. Stay ahead of the crowd. Stay ahead. Stay ahead of the haters. So what we've got today is so uh, we've got two lineups. We played Luton the last two times we played Luton or in, in a relevant way. Last time we played Luton in a really big game, it was actually probably don't remember this. It was the ninety three ninety four FA Cup semi final. If you can believe it. Um, wow. we, be- we beat them 2-0 in an FA Cup semi-final before we got, I mean, before I, uh, I remember crying because we got slapped 4-0 by Man United. I always remember that game and Gavin Peake got kicked the bar. That was when I really realised I love Chelsea's cry my eyes out for hours after that. And then more recently, we've got the sanction team. So the team, do you remember when we were under sanctions? 
and we played away. Do you remember that? Mm. In the FA Cup? Yeah. 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 I think we watched yeah. that in a uh, hotel. We played a bit of yeah. our team because it was the FA Cup game. Um, so what we're going to do is I'm going to give you five guesses each for each team. So we'll, we'll go through the 94 team first. So there's going to be no clues this week. So all you get is you get five guesses at the team uh, for, for each team. So we'll start with um, the 93, 94 team. You get five guesses and you get 10 points for the right answer. That's it. No clues this week. And the, I'll let Chris go the, first for the 93. The, no, the, the you McCorkle, can go first. The, the McCorkle with the uh, highest points wins. So it's, I guess you've got to go uh, one by one, right? Otherwise... Yeah, one by one. It's a penalty be... structure, yeah. Goodness me. Um, no clue. I have no, I have no idea. Um, 94. I was trying to think. Can I say I'm just gonna go Dennis Wise? Hope for the best. Ding! One to Chris. Gavin Lovely. Peacock. Fact. Ding! I'm just doing the points here, boys. That's ten each. So you've got four, 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 uh, four left. Peacock's gone. Gavin, I scored twice in that game. Uh, um, oh, get us to lovely. get us to what we were, we're actually already yeah, at I, knew, I, knew, I, knew that. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You, you don't get Is extra it, points. We've got nine left. <laughs> Dimitri Kareen. Dimitri Kareen, ding! Wow. To Gets a clean sheet that day. More than, than yeah, Ian Burton, more than Sanchez is doing. <laughs> it's 20, it's 20, 10 to Chris. Steve Clark. Right. Ding! Doing pretty well, boys. Chelsea legend. Uh, Scottish right back. Now the Scottish manager. Good for you, Steve Clark, boy. I'm half, I'm half Scottish, so I've got a lot of love for Stevie. Uh, so there are eight players left, and you've got three guesses each. 2020. No, it's getting tricky. That's no, getting tricky. Is that uh, Erlen Jonsson? Wow, he's got it. Ding! Right. Oh, amazing. What a pull out. What a, what a dig out, mate. Erlen Johnson. Always reminds, me that, always reminds me of that dodgy orange and grey kit. He's good, Johnson. He's good, Johnson's uncle. Not really, but never mind. There you go. Right. <laughs> Six go... left. Can I go, John Spencer? It's correct. He's got. It. Oh, let's go. Wow, ding thirty that? each, boys. You... Absolutely. I'll tell you what. The goalkeeper. It feels like the goalkeepers are getting bigger, but you're pinging it big top corners. Brilliant. It's, it's getting tough now, though. There's two. They've got two guesses left, and it's five players. There's no clues. You just got to get the guess. I um, maybe really for the last one I'll give you a clue because it's an odd number actually. So maybe the last one I'll give you a clue. Well, we'll see. But anyway, uh, got to push your boys. Gonna go for and hope this guy's playing. Maybe Michael Dubry. Incorrect. Oh, right, back, back, to back to Craig. Back to Craig. I've got a few options here, but this might be too early as well. I'm going to go Eddie Newton. Ding! Correct. Go. One guess each. It's 40 30 to Craig. You've got four to choose from. 
One guess it one guess each. Go on, Chris. Um I have no idea. Um Scott Minto. Incorrect. It's not bad Greg, your last guess? I'm going to go... This might be too early as well, I think, but Frank Sinclair? He's got it. It's correct. Let's go. Right. Do you want to do the next one or just leave it at that? You've got to do the next one, surely. Right. Well, right. leave so... it at that, I think. All good. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> right. So in the first half of the quiz, it's uh, uh, Craig 50, Chris 30. You're not sure why I do 10 points, not one. Makes it a bit better, I guess. But if, if uh, the remaining names were Craig Burley, wouldn't have got him. Jack of Clyberg, I've had him before. Do you remember? Wouldn't have got him. I was, I was thinking about guessing David Lee. I was like, and a player that me and Craig have played a bit of poker in the past. A player who plays a bit of poker in his part time. Do you know who that is Craig? Chelsea player. Chelsea player that plays Tony, poker. Tony Cascarino. Oh, right, Tony Cascarino. It's Tony Catino, Cascarino. Where was Peacock playing then? He was playing on the wing and then Spencer and Cascarino yeah, I, up front. I, I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know about the 4 3 2 one. We've had enough about formations today. So, <laughs> yeah, moving on. Right, so it, Chris, you're up against it, mate. But yeah, here we go. So now this is the sanction team. 2022 this was. I think it was about March time. Yeah. All right, you go first, Greg. I'm going to go Hakim Ziyech. Oof. Incorrect. Oh, come oh. on. Ziyech always plays the rubbish FA Cup games. I, I remember um, this game only for this player, if anything. And that is Ruben Loftus-Cheek at centre-back. Ding! Oh, I'll tell you what. Should get, should get extra points. Should get extra points. Ruben Loftus-Cheek at centre-back. <laughs> I, 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 literally, I, can't, I have no idea about this game whatsoever. I'm going to go Jorginho. Oh, Mr. Reliable plays every game. We miss him. Yeah, we love you, it. Georgie. You would you would have scored the pen on Sunday. Uh, yeah, definitely. So sixty forty to Craig. Uh, four guesses each. Can I go for? You can go before you want, mate. One of the goal scorers that day, Saul. It's, it's correct. I think Chris has been watching this game recently in preparation. It's Saul. <laughs> What's going on here? How do you possibly know all this? Yeah, it's <laughs> I'll tell you what, Craig might be Craig might be in trouble there. Alright, it's fifty sixty to Chris. You got Craig, your guess? Marcus Alonso. Dear oh dear, he's wrong. He's uh-uh. wrong. Oh so it. three guesses each. You've got eight to choose from. Chris, you're all to right. Be fair, to be fair, I'm I'm out of guesses. It's Chris fifty, Craig sixty. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go um, for my boy, uh, still a Chelsea legend at the moment under contract, uh, Malang Saar. Has he watched this game before? He's got it. It's Malang Saar. Oh, what a touch. <laughs> Have you what got Google? You just Google the game. He's called Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Oh, called in foul here. Anyway, right. right moving on. Six, now you, now you know I felt in the last bit. 
60 60 so i think craig God. craig you've got one you've got uh you've got three guesses left so and chris you've got two craig your turn i'm not sure malang sorry even crossed my mind oh, i got um, two guesses left i went second didn't i have you gone second all right so you both yeah, got three we've, all got, we've both got two guesses left i think i've done yeah. three and chris has done three yeah have you had three um, can I it's yeah, two I'll left, and Craig got one wrong. Yeah, it looks like I'm in trouble here. Um, I'm pretty sure you've only had two each, but fine. I'm going to go with uh, Asmir Begovic. Oh, that's nice. Incorrect. Oh, no. Craig, you've had a stinker here, mate. <laughs> surely surely I mean, it's, it's definitely not my Kepa, fault. Is it not Kepa Arizabalaga? He's got it. He stepped in and got it. <laughs> it's one get Chris has turned it around. Choice, right? It's 70, Chris yeah. 70. Apparently, this is the last round. I think there's another one, but we'll just do this as the last round. Uh, <laughs> Craig, you got to get it to level it up, and then we'll do some sort of tiebreaker. So, uh, who's up first? Craig, isn't it? Craig, so. There's, there's uh, six to choose from. I'll go Aspilicueta. Oh, nice. We could be here all night. You still wouldn't get one. It's incorrect. Oh, no. I thought that was going to be one. <laughs> it's incorrect. Chris, you're doing your victory lap, mate. Just You're doing your victory lap. You're running backwards around the track. Just have a guess. I'm going to go for the man, the, the, the player who scored the other day, Captain America. I'm going to go Christian Pulisic. You can tell he's already on the champagne because that's completely incorrect. No, Pulisic <laughs> pulled a sticky. He wasn't at Luton. He wouldn't find him again. Not Too classy for Luton. But anyway, final scores on the doors. It's Chris 70, Craig 60. What comeback. And uh, that's 2-0 two two to Chris for the season. Let's go. The ones that you missed yeah, were Timo Werner. Um, some great finds there. Timo Werner. Um, Romelu Lukaku, who scored. Uh, it's, oh, it's, it's a... It's a it's the uh, it's the hater, but it's Mason Mount. Uh, yeah, I should have should guessed Mount. It's uh, Callum Hudson Odoi. Oh, I was going to guess Kennedy. Him. Kennedy would have been. Yeah. Oh yeah, would have been a real dig out. And we love him, and we miss him. It's Tony Rudiger. So uh, yeah, oh, two nil to Chris. So uh, I think that was a pretty good quiz there. So hopefully the you know the quiz HRMC can stay off my back for this week. Another win for me. It's a great quiz. Well done. Yeah, fully well deserved, Malangsar. Malangsar, <laughs> he's done it. Um, might want to check Chris's stuff. Google history there. Of the, uh, <laughs> might, have got the, might have got the YouTube up. Do you know what it was? Do you know what it was? I remember <laughs> watching the game because I had to go. I had to go up uh, for work to Stoke, and uh, I was just in the pub on my own, and that game was on. I was just watching it, so I just remember it quite well because uh, Loftus Cheek was at centre back, and I was like, oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, that was lucky. Uh, right, last but not least today, we're just going to quickly uh, touch on the uh, fancy Premier League. And Cooney, Cooney Hassan has taken the lead this week in the uh, he's top of the pops. His user sort of team name is just a question mark. But um, yeah, midfield doing the business for uh, Cooney. He's got Foden, Mbwemo, Mitoma and Captain Salah who dug him out loads of points. So good job. It's very close at the top. Um, 
three teams within about four points. So, yeah. Uh, Chris, uh, you're, you're already in a you're, you're already in a bad relegation battle, mate. I mean, well, they, they 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 said yeah last week they were, oh you're bottom of the league and I said don't worry I'm going to turn it around straight off the bottom. Um, fantastic turnaround and congratulations to Louis Diaz for his contributions in the Liverpool game. What well I mate. and Enzo and Nicholas Jackson hang your heads in shame. So um, what's difficult for me is my my team name's called I'm sorry Nick Jackson so. I stuck with him for the season, so you better do something. You boys are doing all right. Craig, you're in, what, 14th? Stuck in the Mudrick? Stuck in the Mudrick? Uh, yeah. Who we got you? Captain Watkins, was it? Happy with, happy with my performance so far. Just hiding in the weeds, ready to make my move. Yeah, and ESCR Brady. Um, well, Captain Harland. What a stinker. <laughs> He's I, also bought, I also bought in Malo I also bought in Malo Gusto. And so I have Malo Gusto and Chilwell double up that clean sheet when in seven minutes. Cheers, that's great. So uh, yeah, we'll see. You've gone for Rashford's uh, after watching United last week, back in Rashford's big one, but we'll see how we get on. It's mm. uh, any tips for this week? Who do we think is gonna do well? Um well I've got a feeling there's a striker number nine for Man City. They've got Sheffield United. I've got a feeling that Erling Haaland might be in for some goals this week. There I you go. Back in Sterling to get some points if you fancy a seven million little punt. But I think a non-Chelsea punt, I'd go Alvarez. I think he looks quite good looking against Newcastle. So maybe you could double up on the old Man City attack. That would be my tip. Oh, some good ones. Um, maybe Villa, maybe Watkins is a good one this week. They got Burnley. Um, I had um, who's that guy? Diaby did nothing. They won like like four or five goals. Um, cool. Yeah. Right. Well, thanks, guys. As always, good chat. Cheers, good mate. Debate. Um, that's all we've got time for today. Um, regardless of the result, hopefully it's a win. We will be back next week. Um, for more updates on all things the SCR, you can follow us on Twitter at Eat Sleep Chelsea and Instagram at Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat. Although I should probably change Twitter to X, but I don't think most people know what that is. So. Um, you can follow us on social media, and obviously for the game on Friday night, we'll be um, we'll be posting live from the from the bridge. So tune in for that. Um, but as always, we hope you're carefree wherever you may be, and thanks for listening. <laughs>